Hawkins Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Lauren. And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about quite a big topic. Um, you could call it major. Uh, so yes, today we're going to be talking about the girl herself, Eleven. Who is arguably one of the characters that we know nothing about. We like yeah. know a lot, but not. Yeah, it's one of those situations where I feel like we kind of know everything and yet we know nothing. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. I think she's going to play a bigger part in the future. I think that you've not even like scratched the surface of Elle no. as a character. So. No, definitely not. So, what do we know about Eleven? Um, yeah, I feel like that's the part we should probably start with. We do have some of Elle's backstory, so not even necessarily her being in the lab and starting from season one. We do know a little bit about her before that. Obviously, we she was born in around 1917? 19, yeah, 19. Yeah, 1971. I was just like, that's completely wrong. No, she was born around 1971. That could be a little bit out we're not 100% sure of that there is some debate on that and a couple of different things yeah it's kind of like a year or so there's that debate of it but we're going to go with that early 1970s anyway um and we've obviously met her mum Terry Ives in the show a couple of times now and Terry was involved with the lab but in the book Suspicious Minds that has been confirmed as canon content. We're going with Suspicious Minds as being actual canon content. content. Yeah, I think there's been a few articles basically saying it is canon. I think um, is it Gwendolyn? Yeah, Gwendolyn. I've got the book up there. That's what just looked. <laughs> uh, Gwendolyn. I think she said she uh, worked with one of the writers at least for season one. I think that's when it would have been written, season okay. one. So. Yes. So we're going to go with Suspicious Minds being something which has mm-hmm. correct information, but don't quote us on that because that information could have changed as the seasons went on. Obviously, they didn't necessarily know if there was going to be a season two, so some of the information could have changed. But from Suspicious Minds, Elle's dad was someone called Andrew Rich, which I was shook because I was so convinced that Brenna was going to turn out to be her actual dad. For the yeah, longest I time, I was so sure on that as a theory and was just convinced that it was going to mm-hmm. turn out that he was her actual dad. But no, it's a dude called Andrew Rich. And Terry was obviously involved with the experiments in the lab. The, she was at college when they first started and it was sort of a little way to get some extra money and uh, some extra things. And obviously it became pretty obvious pretty quickly that it was not what what it seemed and Andrew was actually suspicious of this and was not particularly happy with everything that was going on and Brenna was the cause of Andrew's disappearance slash death um and he was pretty brutal in sort of trying to remove Elle's parents from her life because he was so determined to Mm. have have her and the potential that she had so even from the beginning Brenna knew that the potential that this child held was more so than any other suspect like test subjects that he had yeah not 
kind of related but also not quite related but what I found was quite interesting in the book when I read it, and I think you've said the same thing that Terry and Andrew are very Mike and Elle and I don't know yeah. if that was just kind of the way that uh Gwenda Gwenda like like we're friends <laughs> the way that Gwenda wrote it and she just thought okay let's bring that kind of characterization in a bit it was very interesting to kind of see parallels yeah, in that sense yeah yeah, that was really interesting. I really liked seeing their dynamic, actually. We are going to do a whole month of podcasts in which we talk about the books and the bonus content. So we will go more into that when we touch upon that. But it is a really interesting um, book, actually. It was the first one. Yeah. It was the first yeah, was. A, a lot of additional content. So it was quite interesting. Did the comics come up? Did you have the Will comic? Or they might have been similar times, actually. Similar times, I think, yeah. Um, so Terry, obviously, we know was the was someone that was directly involved with what was going on. And for a lot of the times when she was ha- taking part in these tests and having these tests done, she didn't know that she was pregnant, but she was. And that is what has, what we assume is what has caused Elle to have the abilities that she has. Um, yeah. And obviously Brenna wanted to make Terry seem as unstable as possible and framed her for lots of things and made her seem like what she was saying was completely untrue because he was so desperate to have mm-hmm. Elle. And that's what's really interesting is that, that that wasn't the case for any other subject that was in in the lab. Yeah. I reread the, I think it's the epilogue, well, at the end like of the last chapter to the epilogue um, last night just to refresh it and the way that Brenna actually talks about Elle and talks about her to Callie um, so number eight is quite interesting actually that he's he's so possessive right from that moment and it's very clear like this is my child and yeah. that even well no one else calls him Papa no it's made so clear that that's hers I think even I don't know if Callie even calls him that I think not, not that I remember. No, I think she was at that age though, didn't she? Was she aware of her parents? I think so. I think Callie remembers. There's there's a there's a group of them without going too much into the the all of mm. them. There is a group of them that remembers mm. a life before the lab, yeah. mm. which is yeah. very interesting. Mm. But it, it goes into what we were saying last week about Montour that that they took children that. Or they took people that wouldn't necessarily be missed. So, or made it seem like, you know, like, so if there was people um, that were homeless or children that were like foster children, um, and then. Or a pregnant mother who was involved in MKUltra. Pregnant mother who was involved in MKUltra. Like, they had a really easy way of making it seem like that, like, the L could have. Mm died when she was born they she they were really easy targets and that's what the whole basis of um the people that they did do these experiments on and the alleged experiments in montauk that that was their their whole basis is that it was people that wouldn't necessarily yeah it wouldn't necessarily be suspicious if they were gone um And that makes me think that Sarah is a little bit more involved because she was ill anyway, but we won't get into that right now. But wouldn't surprise me. Um, but Elle's very, very important. She obviously was clearly important from the get-go. Brenna knew what 
he could do with the potential, with what Terry could do and how that potential could, could manifest in Elle. Um, yeah. So, and then obviously we know that she has lots of powers um, yes. that I don't think we know the we don't even know the basis, like the surface of what she can do, and I don't think she knows either. No, so there is, I suppose there's, you could say a bit of conflicting ideas of what her powers actually are, because I think in the companion guide, so the world turns upside down, it links a few more, and on the very reliable Strange Things wiki, it lists a few more as well. Obviously we know she can go into the void and um, we could see that Terry could do that as well. And But I mean, obviously she was um, being put under drugs and had all of that kind of stuff going on. So, But if Elle was, if she was pregnant at the time, those drugs would have had a direct... Yeah. If, if, if you're, if they're literally, when we look at what they used to do as part of the MK Ultra subjects, they literally were putting amphetamine into people's blood systems. So if there is a child in yeah. you and amphetamine is being fed into your blood system. Probably getting to the child in some way. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so we know she can go into the void. Um, we know that she can move things with her mind. Um, yeah. But then I think in the book, it also suggests that she's kind of got mind reading and that kind of stuff going on as well, which we've kind of seen in season three, I guess, when she kind of did a deep delve into Billy's subconscious. But, yeah. But that is also something new, actually, that she picked up that she could do, that was brought up... Obviously, we saw it in season two, um, where she said she did it with her mum. And then it was brought up something that she realised that she'd carry on. So I think the point about her not really realising what exactly she can do in her full potential is definitely something that is carried through. I think it's really interesting that she realises that she can do something else and then she figures out how to strengthen it. So mm. everything she had to do with Terry in season two, she had to have the TV on with the static. She had to have sensory deprivation. Um, mm. And then even back to season one, she has to have the whole pool. She has to have yeah. the, the whole swimming pool. Whereas then it mm. gets to season three and all she really needs is the blindfold. Blindfold, I think a little bit of radio on, but that's it. Not that's as it. much as it used to be. And um, then she can pick and choose as well, very much, that, that she can just go, let's literally spin a bottle and who it lands on, we'll spy on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and it becomes more of a... She she can sort of manipulate her powers a little bit more, but we see that in season two as well with with the telekinesis and Callie helps her be able to literally move an entire truck, yeah. which she d- wouldn't have thought she could do, and that's why she then realizes that she can close the gate because she becomes more aware of what she can do. What's interesting as well though that Callie suggests to her that it's anger that she should use to do it, but then we see at the end of that that actually it's more. I guess you could argue it's anger, but it's more anger for her friends and she's doing this for them rather than I'm annoyed at the world, which we kind of saw when she pushed the massive truck. Yeah. Um mm. I think it I think their entire dynamic is is completely different. Like Callie mm. is uh, in, she's in an entirely different situation and I think she obviously would have used her powers in the lab, but from what we know she's not being looked for no. she's out no. of the lab and not being 
like desperately looked for the way that Elle is. I think she's very aware that people could come for her. Yes. But yeah. I don't think... But it seems to be more they're running from the police and stuff like that. I don't think she's as concerned about it. No. No. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is really interesting. When Elle opens the gate in season one, a lot of the, according to the comics, a lot of the test subjects, that's when they leave. Mm. They get out during that sort of situation. And then, no, not then. When Terry comes in, when Terry comes in, that whole chaos is when a lot of test subjects escape. Mm. So the fact that they let loads of people escape Mm. but wanted to keep Elle shows Mm. then that even her being, because she was probably about five at that time. Yeah, I think even from the show we can presume she was kind of four five-ish around that age yeah the fact that loads of adult test subjects that could go and leave and could Mm. report what was going on Mm. that that happened Mm. so that they could keep a five-year-old yeah says a lot about Al's powers just a little bit doesn't it really (laughs) which is quite interesting because I mean we will go into this when we talk about the comics and stuff, but as you said, around six, and that she is it, um, is it precognition? Is that the actual word? Yeah. yeah. The she can see a glimpse of the future, and yet they don't want to keep that. And surely that would be something you'd think this would be very useful to have around. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The fact that there was not as much of a hunt for the multiple test subjects that would have gotten out at that point, mm. but. Yeah they looked for her yeah is what is uh is what i find very interesting and obviously the show is about her so she's going to be the most interesting one because yeah the whole point is her but exactly she uh she's uh she obviously has a bit of a link stronger link yeah to the deeper workings of the show really which is the lab and the upside down and yeah I suppose we should lead us very nicely into the next topic of where we think then what is the future for her as a character? That where is she going to go from here? Because obviously we know in season three we're presuming that the powers have gone. Yes. And that even then Mike said at the end, I, be- I think it was him anyway, said they'll come back when she's trying to move the teddy bear on there. He's like, they'll come trying back. Get, trying to get the bear down. Uh, yeah, that was it, yeah. But from what we can see, though, it's not quite happening. <laughs> we were doing some research on theories for season four because we have our own theories. We've had our own theories for every season that has come out since we got into the show and have enjoyed the show. And we stumbled upon one, was it on Reddit? Which yeah. had us freaking out um so obviously we know Al opened the gate that was something that she did she admits to doing it we know that she did it and there has been lots of links to that in the additional content as well 9.5 who is called Marcy um she has a vision in 
the six mm. comics, which is Elle and Ego mm. and the lights in Joyce's room. Um, so even from then, that's before Will even goes missing. This is like five or six years before Will goes missing and she's having... Same with Alice in Suspicious Minds when she's uh, having the electroshock therapy. Um, she also sees um, a girl, which we know to be 11, um, and the Demogorgon. I believe she sees the Upside Down as well. So like with, as you said, with 9.5, this is pre-Will going, but we're still seeing all these connections. All these things. So she's obviously involved, and that's what makes us wonder about obviously the upside down being the future because mm. we can see those things. And I wonder if Brennan knows a little bit more about that than he ever let on, probably. Yeah. Um, but so obviously we we'd seen all that before, and we knew that that's sort of what mm. where sort of that she's going. But mm. we were reading this theory about in the end of season two the mind flare is obviously on the top like mm. over hawkins yeah. school mm. hawkins middle school with the snowball and yeah. l is in there and so is will and a lot of the time a lot of the theories were that the mind flare wanted will because he yeah. possessed him and all of this and and that's what we sort of thought but this theory that we found spoke about what was it there for l yeah because, I mean, we know in season three that Mind Flayer Billy um, says to her that we've done all of this for you. And I think we've brought that up. Yeah. For you. Specifically you for you. Yeah. And uh, did you say we're coming to get you or something? Yeah. Like, like he knows where they are now. Yeah. yeah there's the yeah. bit where he says about knowing where they are because she'd sort of mm-hmm. given away their location. Yeah. And obviously at the... And we're coming up to the end of season three before things go tragically for more. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. We see mind player Billy carrying her towards the body, I guess you could say, of everyone and the mind player. The entirety <laughs> of Hawkins. Yeah. And essentially giving her up. And I think he says it doesn't hurt or it won't hurt for long or something like that because it wants her body and this theory i believe said it wanted l to take her powers wasn't it so that he knew that if he had her he essentially has control over everything (laughs) yeah and then part of the mind flayer goes into l into her leg Mm. once that is out l's powers are gone yeah and I think it's it's not even really like a steady thing. Is I think actually, you know, she pushes the does she move a car? She moves the car. It's he's... it's after it's taken out. It's after Jonathan mm. cuts it out. Yeah, that they're then gone. Mm. So it's pretty mm. quick. So we we were wondering if, if even the mind flayer, even the demogorgons, even sort of the the beings that are in the upside down even mm. they are aware of l mm. yeah and what she can do and do they possibly know that she something that she doesn't can she do more than she is aware of and that's why they wanted to stop her yeah well actually if you think about it, the when she does her deep dive into billy's mind it isn't i mean obviously i know that the mind flare has taken over billy 
but it isn't really him that comes and talks to her. It's the mind flayer that enters the room, takes her, I guess you could argue, to somewhere else, like another dimension as such, because there's no one around her. That she's on her own in the cabin, and it's not um, the upside down cabin. No, it's not. It's yeah, which is what's really interesting about it. So obviously, the whole connections to the upside down and and the the people involved with it, I think, do have an idea of more of what she can do. The mm. thing that's interesting is now is what's going to happen with her without her powers. I don't mm. think they're gone for good. I. I think, and we've said this before, we think it will be a end of season four, boom, the powers are back scenario. I would, it would be interesting if they didn't, but I think, I can't see them not coming back. I think it's going to be a willing dormant because I think there's only so much you can do over and over again with a girl that has powers. So I think she's going to struggle. There was another kind of theory that we weren't going to get too much because, once again, it's a link to Will thing, but there was a theory, someone said on Reddit as well, that they think, well, what would be an interesting dynamic is if, obviously, Will's got that connection to the Mind Flayer still. We don't know exactly what it is, but we presume it's still there. That will she struggle with the idea that Will is kind of not necessarily special, but has something going on and that she's kind of lost essentially what was her identity. That was something that's come up a couple of times as well as we've been scrolling through all the posts. So, Well, she's yeah. always had them. That's the one thing yeah. that's consistent. Wherever she's lived, wherever she's been, whoever she's been around, the powers have been the one thing that's been consistent. And obviously we see in season three that she's using them a little bit more carelessly for... Having a bit more fun with them. <laughs> trivial things, you know, like with the... Um, slurpy milkshake going in someone's face and mm-hmm. closing the door so that Hopper can't see into her room and things like that. They're just like little things mm-hmm. and, and spinning the bottle and just being like, I'm just going to spy on people because it's funny and like mm-hmm. that's different to how she's used them in mm-hmm. season one and season two because obviously in season one she was forced to use them. Season two, she used them when it was really important and when she had a big sort of surge of emotion. Yeah. Whereas season three, it was sort of she was getting used to them and she was getting used to having them on her terms and using them in in her own way sort of thing. And then they get taken from her, which is... Which then adds the question of if there was... If we go to sort of back to the theories of Montauk and stuff, there's this monster that was seen... Mm. Is the monster directly connected to powers? Well, what's interesting in season one, and this could be something that could be changed, obviously, as the seasons go on, as they only expect, they only really expected one season, um, that the gate only opens because Elle touches the Demogorgon as it's sitting there. But this isn't obviously the first time that she's seen that. And it's... I think we were saying it's, it's a bit of a random thing to stumble across as you're just trying to yeah. spy on um, the Soviets at the time that yeah. just come across this thing from another world. So there is definitely something going on there and it does kind of suggest then that the powers are so linked with the Upside Down, which actually does make sense then if we presume there is no connection really and let's presume that Will is ordinary, it kind of links to him as well then that that would be so just... It is simply because he's been in the Upside Down. 
that I wonder that if it was almost like some kind of like big bang that the mm. collision of her and the demogorgon sort of sparked that, that does make sense because i mean it was quite a quite a forceful opening of the gate really wasn't it if you think yeah. about it mm. i wonder if that, that is what it is but then you think why does she have that power mm. could anyone have touched the demogorgon and it open like that because i think we were saying this as well that it would make a lot of sense to callie to be able to do that because she can create all these things out of her mind that she can imagine a butterfly she can imagine brenna standing there walking in towards yeah. l she can literally <laughs> physically manifest yeah. human beings to make it seem like they are in a room yeah so it would make sense for her to be able to do something like that but yeah we don't see her doing that do we and yet she's out she's out of the lab and and yeah doesn't seem as worried as if people are going to find her like you said she knows they could but she's not expecting them to actually do that I don't think and I think she knows that she could get away if they did yeah um I mean she built this gigantic I guess I don't know how you could describe this gigantic structure didn't she and made the police believe that they were going to crash into something so yeah she knows that she can, if she wanted to, she can get away. Yeah, but why aren't they coming for her? Why aren't they coming for mm. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. nine point five, yeah. <laughs> ten? Well, you know, Not like <laughs> if we're gonna go on things that we've heard in the comics and secret cinema again, it's with the pinch of salt because. We don't know what is what is that, but like the secret cinema ones, if that is legit, mm. we like Hawkins know that they are missing. The whole of Hawkins know that those those kids are missing. Yeah. But yet there's no hunt for them. Yeah. I mean, even with Callie, the there was a newspaper report, wasn't there? About yeah. a girl missing from was it London? Or something like that on the article. It's like, girl is missing. So they know that she is gone. Yeah. And yeah, there's... Surely, once she's out from the lab, I mean, she might have been taken so off the radar. But there's no hunt for her specifically? No. And whereas you've got the people from the lab literally going into the wheeler's house. Yeah. Saying, if you find her, she has to... Like, they risked... Mm. them being discovered mm. to try and find Elle. Yeah. So, why? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, everyone had to, has had to write a non-disclosure thing. I mean, evidently, they don't think they were told the truth about her and they were told she was a Russian spy or something like that. Yeah. But still, they've come around and risked everything. <laughs> Yeah, to try and find this 11-year-old at the time. Is she 11? 10? 11? Uh, 12 or 13, depending on if we get the dates. What year she was born. Um, Oh, yeah, 12. Yeah, she would have been 12, yes. If it was 71, yes. Yeah, I just... It is interesting. It's interesting that Brenda knew from the get-go. But then you do wonder if there is slight... 
I mean, I hate the guy. I'm not defending him in any way whatsoever, but I am wondering if because he sort of like raised her as it was mm. from a baby, is there some yeah. kind of he mm. sees her as his child? I mean, and there's like a possessiveness know. there. It's like when she turned the truck around. I mean, it could be just him being like, look at her powers. Wow, we need to use her. But then there is a kind of sense of almost pride in his face and even at the end of season one when he's like oh you can come home with me now it's fine and she says no there is still that kind of feeling of oh and that he almost looks disappointed that she said no yeah and and, and you sort of wonder but I do think that he knows what her powers can do yeah it's that kind of weird thing of I don't know how to say it nicely but that he's almost been that horrible to her that he can't lose her and it's that weird kind of I'm always doing this for your benefit yeah well he thinks he is he absolutely thinks he is he thinks yeah. everything he's doing because at the point of season one the um, MK Ultra should have been stopped oh yeah like legally it it was stopped at that point mm. so the fact that he's still doing it mm. and risking it for just yeah. her yeah shows that she's obviously got but then I wonder if the mind flayer because the mind flayer obviously needed a physical body because it was just sort of like a Hmm. it was like mist it was some you know like it didn't it obviously it possessed Will and then it possessed Billy and then it built itself a whole body so the body is destroyed from in season three Mm. but is the physical Mm. brain of it still around well could it could mm. it now have Al's powers and manifest itself again into something well I suppose if we very briefly because he's a very good example of this kind of sense that even though obviously we saw it was gone from Will he still was able to sense him which I guess suggests that the mind player can still exist in that sense because as far as we know, as I said, it was completely gone from him. So I kind of no. see it like kind of like Voldemort when yeah. he is killed, but because his soul exists in other places, he's just like a entity rather than a physical body, but now needs a physical body. Are you saying that Will has a scar, which is essentially Voldemort? Will is a horcrux. No. <laughs> but that kind of thing, like, that he, the mind flayer exists as a entity, yeah. but is more powerful when it's in a body. He's very, very Harry Potter, actually, isn't it? The more I think, now you've got me off thinking of that, it is very Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in, in a non... Voldemort Horcrux way but like yeah. that's the sort of comparison I can think of so yeah, I wonder I if it's stronger now in its entity spiritual form because yeah. it has Will's powers yeah. not Will's powers, yeah. Elle's powers Will's powers is a discussion for another time yeah. so <laughs> um, um, but what's interesting though actually on the note is that I believe it was when season 4 was announced as being in production and they were like yep Hopper's here. Spoilers. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, 
we've, we've just ruined every it. single book so don't worry we've ruined every episode every book every comic it's it's all fine um the i believe the duffers released a statement and it said that there was a new was it a new enemy or a new threat in hawkins a Hawkin. new threat monster or new, could be new monster it could be none of them one of none those of one of those things there is a new yeah. bad guy that essentially links everything and has been in hawkins for ages or something along those lines it's been here for so long and it links everything going on which to me suggests then that it's not the mind player because there's only so many times we can bring back the mind flayer getting a body taking over storyline. What is the new monster? <laughs> that's the thing, but because I think as well at this point, I mean, as we saw in kind of season three, there's only so many times you can link D and D to this. That's the next episode. It is the next episode. Boiler for you guys. D and D is the next episode. Yeah. But... I won't say what I was going to say then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot about this. Tune in next week for D and D links. No, um, but yeah, I I don't want to jump too much into season four because we will have a whole. I'm sure yeah. we will have a whole month where we look at season four series when we've got more information about season four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of where else her powers would have gone. No. Unless they died with the Mind Flayer and they never come back. I am going to say my link quickly because actually it will give us a bit. So if we go back to kind of one of the theories that we said a couple ago, that it was kind of this whole D&D idea, that we see that obviously at the end of season three, Will gives up his D&D set. And that then, I mean, it's passed on to Erica, but we'll ignore that fact for the moment. Will gives up his D&D set, which does that suggest that it's something bigger than that then? Because if we... Those monsters have gone... like Almost like they were the trivial yeah. monsters. Yeah. They were just a yeah. game. We can get rid of those. Because yeah. we know that in the first episode of season four, it's called the Hellfire Club, um, which actually, which I think is a really fun fact, um, somewhat fun, is that the comic book that uh, Will and Dustin race for, I think it's to do with the Hellfire Club. Yeah, it is, I think. Yeah, which is makes me wonder if we're gonna have something more that realm going on. The going last on. episode of the final season is gonna be it goes back to them playing in the basement and it was all again. Don't because as I say all the time, I have fears of this. <laughs> it would be such a power move if oh, it Finn, oh, Noah, Caleb and Gaten have known the end of Stranger Things since season one. Yeah. Time. But also, please don't. <laughs> but yeah, so, but then I just don't know where how her powers could come back. No. Because I... the mind flare is, is what, unless they are still there, but he's just sort of like suppressed them. But also, we, it's, it's important to talk about the damage that it was causing, you know, like the nosebleeds oh, yeah. and the end of season two, it's coming from her ears and like her whole face. Yeah. So I mean, no matter how you spin that, it it doesn't look good for her. No. So was it just that was it? Too much damage? I mean, you could argue that because I mean, she was really pushing it, and I guess in some way 
Mike was right in season three by being like, you're kind of just using her as... That is in the one thing that I agree with him on in season three, is that, yeah. yes, she deserves the her own control over yeah. what she does because mm. she spent her whole life not having that control. But mm. also, we don't know the effects of what it does to her. So her using it, like, trivially... Mm-hmm. might not necessarily be a good idea because it still causes no nosebleeds mm-hmm. so that could still be causing damage yeah exactly and especially yeah. if we know that she's had to be kind of under the radar um for a little bit which i'm presuming then she wouldn't have been using it as much in that time as she yeah. did when she was going to the mall and doing all of this kind of stuff so they've kind of even then they've been kind of very suppressed she hasn't really worked up to using it again it's kind of just been more Oh, we're going for it. And then lots of them in one go and sort of lots of fights Mm. and stuff. And that was something we saw in season one as well, that when she um, stops the fan, we don't have... I don't think we had a nosebleed at that point because it was like a little thing and it then builds up. But it was only really that it gets really bad for her when I think the first time is when Mike jumps off the cliff and she picks him up and she faints. I think that's the first one because I don't think they tried to find Will on the radio at that point did they it was after i think it was after yeah but i think that's interesting because if at the beginning little things didn't give her a nosebleed but now little things did yeah then it's obviously worse yeah and that's something i think she's kind of almost ignoring in a sense and i think everyone has to a point where it's just been like oh here's a tissue wipe your nose it's never, yeah, it's, it's just a thing that happens along with Elle using her powers. Yeah, because I mean, but... I know that, if, theoretically, if I had some powers and my nose was bleeding every time, I wouldn't be thinking, sure, I'd be thinking, what on earth is going on with me? Because <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? That's what the powers are linked to. They're linked to the way that her brain works, because that's the point of MK Ultra is that it was looking at brain power and and expanding the mind and what the mind can do so it could genuinely just be as simple as her mind is blocking them for the time being whilst it repairs itself yeah do i think she should possibly have a cat scan yes um i mean cat scan mri let's do all of that but we don't know the physical damage that it could be causing and this could be her mind saying I'm stopping for a bit and maybe once she's like recovered yeah they'll start again maybe it's that maybe it's that simple and maybe it was the mind flayer in her that was like like when it went into her leg that was like the ultimate like trauma for her body to deal with yeah because she was in so much pain so yeah you do just wonder if it it isn't as like complicated as the mind flayer stole the powers and he's going to come back powerful and it's going to be this and this it could genuinely just be as simple as trauma because the mind and the body works in mysterious ways and when you've spent the first 12 years of your life being experimented on yeah your body's got to reach a limit of no more but then yeah yeah but we see that in the six comics Number nine, who is a twin, so there's nine and 9.5, which I 
love that there was twins. I have said since the beginning that I wanted there to be twins. Um, mm-hmm. Emily can back me up on that. I wanted there to be, yeah, I I wanted there to be twins. <laughs> um, although I did kind of want the twins to be like the shining twins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know why yeah. I always got that vibe. I was like, it would probably be two boys and they would want to do what Brenna told them to do but alas was not the case um but number nine is trying really hard to impress Brenna she's she's really trying to do it and she ends up actually in a like comatose state because she has tried so hard that it's made everything bleed like ears nose everything um and she actually uh could cause she caused a fire um so that is another example of the body shutting down under the pressure of the powers i think kelly has the nosebleeds as well doesn't she she does but she never does anything to make them i don't think she's doing the big things as often as well no because i think we saw her have the nosebleed obviously when she built up the tower thing didn't she and then that happened. But I think when it was just the butterfly, she was fine. Because but... she probably wasn't ever pushed as much. No. Which is quite interesting if you do look, at going back to the backstory we were saying earlier, that Callie does seem like she's kind of given special treatment, in a sense, by Brenna, but not to the extent of that. Because, I mean, there's whole, this whole idea of, I'm getting a sister for you, doing all of this for you. So there's still some kind of link there, but I... It feels more like Brennan knows he can't get Callie on his side, so he's doing this more, you know what? You start with a newborn, they're never going to know anything different. Yeah, whereas there's always going to be that kind of resistance with her, so it's more like, I'm just going to do little things, but not enough to the point where you think we're equals, because we're not equals. Which is why, again, sort of with Al, he sort of, from the beginning, he was getting her to try certain things it's very interesting though that when she's like when we see her with Callie she still has her hair yeah the that could have been said it could have been a continue continuity thing it could have just been we need a shot of a girl with blonde hair and oh I reckon it was probably um part of the like sensory electrodes thing the the, the higher the uh experiments they did with her the more that they realised mm. it would be better if they shaved her head. Mm. But none of the other numbers have that same thing. And there are, like, grown mm. adults as numbers. It does make you wonder if at some point then there was... Because, I mean, we knew she kind of rebelled a little bit in season one. So was this more a you're not allowed an identity yeah. scenario? Because, I mean, as I said, she only knows herself as 11, a number. She a didn't know her name, but... Everyone else did. Yeah, because I mean, when she first meets Mike, she just hands out a wrist and does that, doesn't she? So, yeah. That's all she knows. So she's sort of been sort of like conditioned then. There's definitely some more. I feel like we're not being. It's almost like we're kind of living the show almost through Elle, which makes sense because she's the main character. But like everything we know we're kind of either learning at the same time as her especially i think in season three that we're kind of following her a lot more which makes sense and all the stuff with terry we learn Mm. about what went down with that 
through mm. her. Yeah. Because even when Hopper and Joyce go and talk to her in season one, we don't learn as much as we mm. learn in season two when Elle goes to see her. Yeah. So we are sort of learning through her. Um, yeah. But it does make me wonder if we are going to see more of the numbers in future seasons and mm. that they will be able to answer some more of the questions about Elle because mm. I think that some of them will know. Yeah. See, it's one of those things I'm almost mixed on because I think one of the reasons I'm very excited for season four is that the Bias Hopper family, I am so excited for Bias Hopper family because I think... It's what I've wanted this whole time. Yeah. I wanted them to interact. I, I wanted interaction. What I've wanted the whole this whole time. Yeah, and I think I keep mentioning Will, but it, it makes sense in this example. But I think, like, especially like Will and Elle, the two characters we don't know much about really. So it's going to be yeah. really interesting actually how those two work together. I'm looking forward to actually seeing Elle discover who she is as a person more. Because yes, of that dynamic. those powers. Exactly. And I think it's what she needed. And I think it's something we saw a little bit of in season three. That we saw her without Mike. Choosing her own clothes. Choosing what she yeah. wanted to do. Like with friends. just Which was really nice. And I think this is something we really wanted. That back when we'd seen season two. We were like season three we want this. We need... independence and that kind of thing well she doesn't know who she is she won't have a clue she doesn't know who she is outside of anything she's ever done because the only thing she's ever used to is the lab or mike um and i think as cute as it all is i think it's really important that she did have that independence because she needs to know who she is as a person because there's so many things she's not going to know about that she needs to learn and she needs to realise what the world is like. So I think actually, as sad as I was and as much as I cried like a little baby when the buyers moved from Hawkins, I think that ultimately it's going to be the best thing for her because I think she's going to learn a lot about who she is outside of what she yeah. Yeah, what she can do. So yeah, definitely, and I'm, I am here for it, and I've been here for it since season three was announced. And I'm, I just and need I'm her to be, to just be okay, really. Like that's the thing. Like I, I think she's a really good character, and mm. I think that she's really, it's really interesting her backstory and her abilities and why everyone sort of wanted her and why she was such a focus but I also think that outside of that she is interesting and has a lot to Hmm. learn and a lot to gain from it's just like even Joyce like I feel like Joyce can teach her a lot of things and help her with a lot of things yeah I think Joyce is gonna be a really good person for her I mean we saw this even in season one where Joyce doesn't know her just knows it's the person that's gonna save her son and it's just so lovely with her and it's what she needs and yes it's sad that I don't think she's ever really gonna know her birth mum really I think Terry is gonna be as much as I would love for Terry to get out of her mind I suppose I don't think we're gonna see it no no and I think it's gonna be so good for Elle to finally have a mum 
Yeah. And a family that she's going to have two brothers and a dad if uh, we're going to make Joffa happen. He'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That. But yeah, I think that that is what she needs really and I and I actually think that I, I do I think she'll get her powers back yes mm-hmm. but do I think it's possibly a good thing that she's lost them for the time being mm-hmm. also yes I think yeah. but I've had a lot I'm of time to think about that yeah. had over I'm a year excited. yeah exactly I'm very excited for powerless L to be honest it's what we all need yeah. and what we it is what, what we, we all need um so we're gonna leave on that note of um what is the new monster in season four because i feel like that could that is its whole podcast in itself i think um maybe when we do the season four theories that literally could be one podcast i think Um, it could be one whole podcast one whole podcast so look forward to that when we get more season four information that'll be good Thank you guys for listening to episode three of Hawkins Do You Copy. I'd love to know, we'd we'd love to know your thoughts on Elle and her powers and why do you think her powers have gone? Do you think they're going to come back? Why do you think she's such a huge focus with the lab and with everything that Brenna did? Um, Just talk to us about Elle. Just just talk to us about Elle. (laughs) I can talk about that all day. So there we go. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Okay.